Because I hate the smell. Do you of scalp. watch more than here, twice guys? A week. You want your uh, headphones? Two, three times yeah, a week. Yeah, I do twice. Um, I'm gonna pretend y'all wash your hair for me. I did. Oh, see. Don't need to pretend That's it was nice. absolutely for you. That's All why right. I uh, even put bare metal on my face. What's the name oh. of the show? This, kill me now with Judy Gold. Right. This is still the best. Why thing so of my much life. violence? Oh, please. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's bad, Janine. It's just getting worse. This is the anger. Isn't it time to heal? Isn't now the time? Oh please. We did. We did heal. <laughs> oh please. So love we're back you. to the violence again. We heal now. We it's. Oh please. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Judith. I love Judy and she hates Judith. me. Judith. Whenever whenever I think of Judy Gold, I go to Judy Benjamin, right? Private Benjamin, and then I think Judith. That is how my mother when that, she right. talks about Albert right. Brooks past Yale when she's right. sitting on the end. You got to get back out there. That I one. love that that movie. It's so good. It's is, much better than you think it's right, going to be. Right, right. I remember time. when I went to see it, thinking, oh, yep. this is going to be," and it, and was, it was fucking great. great. It, it's just um, one of those gems that that like soap dish. It just yes. works. Everything works in it, and it's, it's a joy to see it. Right. Cool. Like waiting, waiting for Guffman is also a joy. I, I and you know, I mean, and best in show. Because, best in show. Oh, I need to turn my volume down if Judith is going to be. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Blame me. Blame me. Thanks so much. Well, you do project. You have a voice for the theater. Uh, thank you. And I will be doing Shakespeare in the Park, so that'll be fantastic. As you like it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Taming of the shrew, and I'm not the shrew. How fucking funny is that? The the profanity, the violence. It's, it's bad. We... It's bad. Now, uh, for our listeners. Typecast. Yes. For our listeners right now, uh, if you don't recognize that, oh, we're voice, already, uh, already we started? already we just. Oh my goodness! When did it start? I don't know because oh, they lied. <laughs> they lie, and it's it's awful, and it, I don't know when. So it when when did it really start? Or is this? It's still not started. It, it it will start when it sounds the best to start. Oh, it hasn't started yet. So no, we can start right now. Oh, whatever. It's your show. Yeah. It's your show. You you Let's choose just jump the right time. in. Um, Let's do it. You know this is my show. Kill me now. It with is Judy Gold. And Judy Gold. Um, but without Hennessy, I wouldn't have gotten in. Okay. Oh, I mean, if you don't recognize do that, that voice, uh, and also realize this is going to be a struggle for me now that it's this James person, Mason. We this have person, fun, don't we, Lo? This person has now um, <laughs> sided with the enemy. Um, the Hennessy. The Hennessy. Uh, but I'm going to change that. That's my goal uh, for today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one. I have to say, you are a one and only. I mean, well, there's some people everybody? who are. No, there's hybrids. Okay. <laughs> you know, there are That's hybrids. <laughs> Don't you okay. think? It's like, yes, you're this, but you're there was this before you. Uh, yes. yes. I but, suppose so. But I feel like you could say that about everybody. But then at the same time. There, everybody is theoretically a one, one and, only. and only. Yes, yes. Because they, in fact, broke the mold quite literally after I was born. I did come from a mold. In um, a lot of people don't know this about me. This is a first. Yes. Full disclosure: I I came from a mold, and then the nurse accidentally elbowed it 
1964, wow. and they, they did break the mold. So. Because I used to have, when I was growing up, everyone kept saying, Judy Gold broke the mold. Oh, because it rhymes, Yeah, too. and I was like, what are they talking about? And then as I got older. Because you were so tall. <laughs> and obnoxious. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the multi-talented, fucking one-of-a-kind, huge <laughs> fan of, love, Hot. Janine Garofalo, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You. Thank you, but you've over you've oversold it. Now I can only disappoint the All listening right. Take care. audience Bye-bye. because you were just far too kind in, in well, the intro. You, you gave me far too much credit. You're fucking great. Okay? I don't you're know fucking, that, and this is why. But the profanity, <laughs> Judith. You know how I feel about the profanity. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really fucking sorry about that. Okay? See, now I, all I've done is beg her to, to swear more. So that kind Basically. of right. problem with authority. It's it's that called you have. oppositional <laughs> defiance it's, disorder. Sort of, ODD. Right. Yeah. Right. What is uh, what with that and the restless leg? You got to come hey, and going. Hey, good night, folks. <laughs> I think my brother has anhedonia. Do you know what anhedonia no. is? That is a disease where you get pleasure in nothing. Like you, you know, <laughs> like because I he nothing makes him like excited. So I said, what if someone gave you, like, you can fly to France on a private jet. You can have the best meal with the best French chef. And stay in a palace and blah, blah, blah. Not, not interested. Not interested. Well, there must be something yeah. that he can. Is it? He kind of... likes watching o- old basketball games. Okay. Like that's classic. Something. That's something. Um, he runs like marathons. He ru- oh, all right. He swims Alcatraz. I mean, but nothing. Well, that's three things right there that he's passionate about. Right? Because it's not easy to run Yeah, but I don't know. Alcatraz. But if that makes him happy. I mean. Do you think he's content or just has lack of happiness altogether? I think that he doesn't allow himself to be happy. Hmm. You know, because he feels something bad will happen if he allows. Well, that was the um, that was the message throughout my uh, childhood. That mm-hmm. was my mother, because uh, her brother was killed when she was young. So that was the message: anything good, it's something shitty's going to happen. Right. Which is why I've been in therapy. For 34 years. Thank you very much. No, 35 years. Well, it's also um, true on The Walking Dead. You've seen that documentary yes. by Ken Burns, The Walking Dead. I'm yes. Ken Burns, the documentary, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Ken What's Burns, going on I've in never Atlanta? Ken Burns, Jazz yeah. Age Baseball. No, I've never Dust heard Bowl, of him. No. The Walking yeah. Dead, Ken yeah. Burns. Uh, once somebody experiences any joy whatsoever on The Walking Dead, even a hint of a smile, a moment of levity, here comes the herd or right. an arrow through your neck. Right. It is a tell every. <laughs> single time on every episode if there's one right micro second mm-hmm. of levity or ease <laughs> that's funny yeah then comes right i think my brother missed his calling or or uh matthew crawley on Downton oh yes, Abbey. yes there was no way that wasn't going to happen <laughs> I, I that was that was and that I kept was cheap julian fellows can be a hack writer i know but all as i much have as to I say love Downton Abbey. i didn't watch the last episode yet so don't tell me but all i have to say about matthew crawley I was looking at him, I know this is so shallow, but I was looking at him and I was thinking, okay, he's really good looking, but his neck, like he had a droopy neck. I didn't know that, but he is so good looking right. also in life and he lives in Brooklyn and friends of mine see no him way. sometimes with his kids and oh, they God, have taken photos him. and he looks very different, you know, he looks um, modern, modern and he is among the handsomest, according to their phone photos of him. I mean, his face is... He's absolutely gorgeous. And um, But the thing is, is, you can't have a hospital scene with your newborn, say, I can never live without you, you're my life, then be whistling a happy tune in an old-timey car. 
Right. Hmm. Here comes a truck. Head on. There's right. no way that wasn't going to happen. And right. as much as I loved Downton Abbey, um, Julian Fellows can, at many times, do things that really stick in my craw when you watch television. You see right. the writing. You can see the writing. He right. does a reset every five seconds. Yes, Each yes, yes. Has to mention the thing, like an essay. Tell him what you're right. going to tell him. Tell him. Right. Tell him what Repeat you told him. the last thing. Repeat from it. The, the last thing yeah. you said in the previous paragraph. Even though that character probably wouldn't be privy to this right. information, right. and it's like spoon. Fe- it's lazy. I got to tell you. You know, Mr. Bates has been annoying me. Bates, he annoyed me from the start. See, oh, you know, in the but, beginning, uh, that's, but, Lisa said that. But in but, the beginning, I was I like, like oh, he's so sweet and he's so, he so cares about. Now I'm just like, ugh. Anytime he would come on, I'd, Bates. Bates. But he, <laughs> it's I've become a tick now. in other British yeah. dramas or detective series because I am an Acorn TV PBS right. fanatic. Mm. And he has a great American accent. Right. Uh, they do accents better than we do. Right. But, uh, the, and he can be very interesting and he played in uh, Inspector George Gently one of my favorite masterpiece uh, BBC crime dramas right with Martin Shaw who used to be in a show called The Professionals which makes TJ oh yes that is the greatest great I know DVD fun watch I gotta do a binge The Professionals I gotta do a binge uh, from British television with Bodie and Doyle right and uh, from the 80s fantastic and Martin Shaw is quite a very good actor he's an older gentleman now and Inspector George Gently takes place in the late 60s, which is a really interesting thing. And his right. young partner is the racist behind the time right. guy. And Bates played a Hugh Hefner-like American who was trying to bring that kind of playboy club. Right. And he was very, very good, and his American accent was good. That was a long I bet story he was, for no reason. You know, all right, you know Bates. this is the other Bates. person. Um, what's his name? Oh, Anna. Who, Thomas? Were you about to bring up Thomas? Oh, Thomas is... An, uh, wait, no. He was very good. I felt sorry. He's he was, really a good actor. He's a great actor and really funny, too. He did a great parody thing on Colbert of Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, did you see Carson. them all? Did you see Mary and um, what's his name? Who's in love with uh, the one who had legal problems? The woman who's friends with... Um, oh, God. They did... They um, On... Was it... Yeah, I think it was Colbert. He made them read a portion of the script in a New York accent. Uh-huh. And it was hilarious. Well, Lady Mary has a <laughs> Lady more, Mary. Um, whatever her name is, who, it, she's, she's a very good actor. She has a sort of working class British yeah. accent. And yeah. she has that way of speaking. Oh, which is I know. So, um, Edith. I, I don't what, know what about Edith? Lady, but you know what? She had more... More freedom than all of them. She I didn't know. know about it. She had a That's tiger right. by the tail. I think she realized it. Right. Like Jane Eyre in her self-imposed right. exile from Thornfield. Right. Mm. Yeah. I, I she feel was like a, 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 put that in a pipe and smoke You know, it. my grandmother Bates. was born in 1896, and oh, I, my my grandpa's 1898. And and yay. young people can't. They think you're joking. When oh, you say I say that. it on stage. My dad's 80, <laughs> right. and so it makes sense. Right. So my and all my my other ones were born in the 1880s, mm-hmm. and my grandfather's born in 1892. All right. So. Mm-hmm. But I knew my grandmother till I was 25. Mm-hmm. And the values, you know, the things that were important to her were incredible. I mean, as compared to what we see mm-hmm. now. And I'm yeah. so glad I had that opportunity. But I think of her because she was a flapper. I mean, she was mm-hmm. uh, in the 20s. That was her. She was in her 20s. Right. Oh, wow. I mean, she couldn't vote until she was 24 years old. What right. the fuck? 
Well, that I was mean, the least uh, a least of some right, people's problems back right, then right. too. But that's a biggie. But, but the, I the think British of her, were ahead of us. In that. But I see some of the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, uh, on the set. And I remember, I remember my uh, we would bake, and she had one of those sifters. It was green yeah. with the handle, and you you just mm-hmm. turn it, and it was wooden. And though all of those kinds of things, and she was always Judith. Please read Little Women. And um, where is she from? She was from New York. Oh, that sounded like yeah. A... Well, yeah. yeah, but it but they were very high end. Oh, they were. I yeah. See. Also, that was when a lot of British imports were Judith. in New York. Well, Judith, my That's grandmother was to, the yeah. opposite of a, a young person when it was a would have been great to be young. Right. Eighteen ninety eight, Northern Ireland. Born. Ah, she oh, was always came grandma. over here. Uh, they were very poor. Came over here, moved to the Lower East Side. Uh, she had thirteen brothers and sisters, and this is how old timey they were. And I've talked about this. Uh, on stage alone, I don't do it now, but I had before, because I used to find it fascinating that one of her brothers was killed by getting hit on the head with a rock from a bridge. Her father was what? killed by getting hit by a team of horses. This is this is what can happen, which sounds odd, right? But it was very normal. Oh, if you had 13 God. kids and were poor, and you weren't going to yeah. make it all the way right. with all of them. And so she was the oldest girl. And her mom died of consumption or something. Right, right. So she had nothing but bitter regret and... Uh, hard times, and she lived with us when we were growing up. Yeah, my grandmother. Oh, yeah. and her whole thing. Be modest. Be modest. And I can always remember her almost losing her mind once watching the Flip Wilson show, which was bad enough. Right. Flip Wilson. Tina Turner was on. Right. And I can remember her sitting there going, save us. Oh, save my, us. my God. Uh, that's so from amazing. Something about Flip Wilson. Right. And, Triggered her. Uh, right. He, uh, but you add Tina Turner. Right. Dressed that, that way, performing that way yeah. to her. The end is nigh. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. My grandmother, uh, now, so I, they grew up, <laughs> they were in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, my grandmother went, got got a degree, and she was a teacher. And uh, then I think they moved to Perth Amboy, but they had servants. Mm-hmm. They had the first car in New Jersey. I mean, they wow. were very educated. My my great uncle uh, cured pellagra, and worked. what's pellagra? That uh, sounds like a pharmaceutical drug you would see uh, on a cable. Pellagra is uh, like malaria. He cured pellagra. And oh, malaria. I never have heard of. Pellagra. And so he, Doctor Joseph, he actually, my mother's like, he vaccinated me. Well, she doesn't say that anymore because she's dead. But he vaccinated <laughs> me. Um, so he and his wife, not Jewish, um, <laughs> were the first. Uh, he was working for the government because mm-hmm. he. He he's so up your alley. He there were all these people, poor people in the South who were dying and they didn't know why. And they thought it was some contagious disease. Mm -hmm. And he went down there, him and him and his wife, and they guinea pigged themselves and got tried and to figure out how that if he wanted to prove it wasn't contagious. And what it was was malnutrition. And he basically started this whole movement of what a a human being needs, what vitamins they need. And his work also w- was sort of the rebar of uh, of uh, measles. Wow. And so what happened was he ended up dying and left her. And she worked with him mm-hmm. with these kids, four kids. And um, she had nothing left. The government, you know, she w- at that time, women could not get a, uh, any kind of pension or anything. Right. And she went before the United States uh, I don't know, the federal government. I don't know if it was the Supreme Court or whatever it was. It was probably not that high, right. but uh, some court of appeals. Right, or, and uh, said, I ha- I, my, we ha- 
because I mean they really dedicated their life to the health of these Americans, mm-hmm. and she's the first person ever to get a pension, and that's why women. That's ridiculous. That's, Isn't that you, unbelievable? That I, that's amazing. You know, th- there is nothing of note I could tell you about. Right, but that about my, of my, course. <laughs> but you want to know but, what's sad? sad. It's like. Talk. You know they love him. He, Doctor Goldberg. I have this whole. I have a whole book, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's always like, didn't marry a Jew. Okay, so that's how. Well, what it does boils. make a statement, doesn't right. it? It's just like when, 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 or, or what? Actually, here's the goal, as I see it, for a lot of, um, not all, uh, Jewish gentlemen who get successful in Hollywood. Let's say the goal what? is to marry a Jewish woman, but one that looks like Kate Hudson or right. Alicia Silverstone. Right. That's the dream uh. is to right. Get a can't tell by looking at her. Right, but everything. Jewish wife. But I, as a, well, you've played a lot of Jews. Well, well I tend to play tough but fair, sexually right. ambiguous district attorneys, right. cops, veterans. You know, as 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 females uh, who are not classically what is considered attractive. Right. Yeah. Uh, contrary to Charlize Theron's uh, statement that uh, the pretty people don't get the meaty roles in. Yeah, in Hollywood. She, I really it's, feel sorry. For yeah, her. she's had it tough. Although I will say it's difficult. In this sense, when Charlize, who is a very good actor and someone I admire, oh yeah, beyond she's had some and great she's character had roles yeah. too, great great roles, very meaty roles, and she started. Uh, she as a younger person was a model, was impossibly good looking. Right, her photos I think is what brought her attention and got her cast. I think in Two Days in the Valley, which right out of the gate she was very good, right, and impossibly good looking. Having said that, it's not just her talent. With, there are plenty of very talented people. You and I both know them and have mm-hmm. known them for years who will never see the light of day right. or get the due they deserve right. career-wise. Because it's it's not in a meritocracy. That's right. just the nature of mainstream show business. Right. And it's and I'm not complaining about that because it's an election. We choose to do it. Nobody right, forces right, right. us to do it. Absolutely. So take all that off the table. I don't want anything to, anyone to think I'm complaining. But what I'm saying is is we wouldn't know Charlize Theron's name. I'm I'm 90% certain of that. She It is her good looks that got her every single thing. And she played Aileen Wuornos. They would not have cast a person I mean, that who looks was, like Aileen And Wuornos. she was incredible. She was fantastic. But the thing is, that's how you get your Oscar. You have to be beautiful. Make yourself ugly, un- unattractive. Ugly. Or, or you have to be well, the No, no, no it's Make not. No, you want to know what that is? Brave. Yeah, that's it brave. It is con- considered brave. brave to gain 20 pounds just right. to be what we would consider normal. Right. Body type. Or, Bingo. you know, or it, you know when Tom Hanks... Was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Brave. Yeah. And he, brave. great guy too. There's no criticism there. And but he himself wouldn't call it brave. Right, exactly. He, 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 but he that's would. what we do. You know, yeah. if mm-hmm. you look ugly, you're brave. If you have a disease, you're brave. Well, brave, brave, brave. You're fuck. You know who's fucking brave? Single moms who, who have no money, who are. Doctors know. Without Borders. Yeah. Uh, trans people actors that play Syrian. trans people. You know, Syrian ugly refugees. people that play ugly people. Jews who are They're six. Brave. Three and and loud and gay. But you're very brave to be that tall. It's a brave choice. You. <laughs> it is Hemda, a brave choice. You can choice. get on a mic. By the way, Hemda's here from Keith and the Girl, and, and you're allowed to talk four. too. Yes, All right. there's another chair. Or Wait, we can so Janine, I I you know I do extensive research because I, I I there are things about you that I I really kind of relate to and I'm fascinated by. If you did research online, lots of them may not be. No, true. I read interviews. Okay, but they tend to take their stuff. You know what I mean? It's but just, I know you, too. Okay. And she watches interviews and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I know what the shit is. All right. Especially Wiki is fucking full shit. Wiki. Bullshit. So. Cute name for a puppy. Dad, how can I boost my energy, lose my belly fat, and, 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 and ease my stress? 
Well, I know you don't like to eat vegetables or juice. I hate vegetables. I hate fruits. I hate blending. Do you like shopping? I hate shopping. Do you like cleaning up? That's the worst. Right. So, let me tell you something. There's this new thing called Organifi. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's organic. It's vegan. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. It's soy-free. It's free. It's free. It is free. Can I get it here in this mall that we're hanging out in? No, you can't get it here at the mall. Oh, where can I get it? Well, you can get it online at www.organifi.com. And if you use the keyword gold, G-O-L-D, that's my last name, you're going to get 20% off. So what it is is it's like the best tasting greens on the market. And it has ashwagandha in it. Hey, isn't that that special ingredient that helps fight the fat storage hormone called cortisol? Yes. And, you know, I just found out from my doctor that my fat storage hormone is so large that I'm renting out storage space for other people. Well, <laughs> well, they're going to be really upset when you start drinking this organic juice. I'm going to have to take all their crap out of my fat storage hormone. But and I'll put have it in in, the toilet. Right. But I'll have increased energy and improved mental focus. So let me get this straight. www. By the way, they don't say that anymore. Oh, I know. Organifi.com. Use code GOLD and I'll get 20% off of this energy boost. Yes, yes. You'll have more energy. And I don't have to eat fruits and vegetables anymore? No, you don't have to do anything. You can have that crappy hot dog you just ate on St. Mark's Place, you idiot. (laughs) I think I'll go go get another one then. Okay, well, now that you have a very low fat storage hormone, why don't you have five? So I know that you're from New Jersey. Yes. um, uh, Because I'm also from New Jersey. And my sister loves you. and And her name's Jane. So she's always like... Jane Ann. That's how I always spell well, your that's name how my right. Name is spelled yes, because Jane it's Ann. my. I was supposed to be Roberta, and then what? I know. Well, I was You're supposed to be so Robert. I was Roberta. supposed to be Robert. Okay. And they thought I was going to be a boy. Then I was a girl, Roberta. Then my mother's nurse, thankfully, name was Janine. Nothing. No offense to Roberta, but with a name like Garofalo, it's unwieldy. Roberta Garofalo. <laughs> um, so Janine actually, but she didn't know how to spell, it, and she changed. You could it. play Joy if you were Roberta Garofalo. What do you mean? You know that Joy the. The woman who sold the brooms, the movie. Oh, right, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, who won the Hunger Games? She won the reaping, and that's what you get. You no, get to I'm work just with saying, David Russell when you win. But that Roberta Garofalo would be a type who would be right. selling brooms, on, or you Bobby, know. or Birdie, right, or QVC. I right, can say right, with, right, G- right. with the late Jean Bice at Quacker Factory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Janine, don't look at my notes. I'm not looking. I, I saw you looking. I, I am looking, but I can't read it. Okay. I can see Birdie, so, by the way. Birdie. Yeah. And Bobby. And Birdie from that documentary, Mad Men, by uh, yes. Werner Herzog. Yes, yes. Mad Men, Werner Herzog You're a fucking encyclopedia. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm, that's a not true. It's not a documentary. It was a show. I was lying. It's not, Mad it's Men not. Is, a, is a show. Mad, Mad, Mad Men, I was pretending it was a documentary. Oh, like okay. Walking Dead is a documentary. All right, got it. <laughs> okay. Um, so... What I find fascinating about you. Yeah. Um, well, you are from New Jersey, but you lived in Texas, which I think. Intermittently, yes. Yeah, and I think knowing you, the Texas time. Work, wasn't great. Wasn't great. But I think it highly informed you about the the world of pretty girls and uh, of America. No, it uh, seemed like it informed you a little bit of what the values are well i don't quite understand that because there's it's not like you can't get that message in life that's just the nature of life and again it's not it's not it's i'm not living a dream with that since since 
that is the way we're wired. We tend to respond better uh, to people that we consider attractive. And it's even when little children, there's been experiments done that people treat them nicer when they're, you know, that's just the nature of things. Right. You don't need to live in any specific place to see it happen right, or feel it. Right, but I feel it. like it's at the, you're eight. How old were you when you were there? Well, it was intermittent. My father worked for a company that was headquartered in both New Jersey and Houston. So yes. uh, the first time I was Houston was 1973, briefly, okay. then back to New Jersey, and then back. Right, to but Houston. that is a that is the time of your life where you mm-hmm. are going through puberty or you know getting your period, and here you are. Texas is beauty. The first Badges. time it wasn't like that little. Okay. It wasn't like that the first time when I was a kid, just in brownies and Girl right. Scouts. That was not an issue. Right. It was just like anyone else. There was some popular girls, even in elementary school, mm-hmm. who happened to be kind, very cute. Right. And they were very cute little boys. Right. Um, and they are little boys and girls. Right. And they tended to be treated. Right. Oh, Accordingly beyond, yes. with, and actually, they were nice enough kids and everything. They did not behave badly. You right. Know, you never know where the bullies are going to come from or, mm. or anything and that transcends gender. Then um, in New Jersey, luckily, luckily, the the school system I was in in New Jersey, in Madison, New Jersey, very luckily, it was before MTV. It was a very casual thing. There wasn't uh, a huge disparity between uh, social classes and yes. economics. It was fairly consistent town. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about fashion. It was it was just one of those lucky breaks. Yeah, in the that 70s. is a lucky break. Because when was I was lucky. in Clark, mm-hmm. uh, which was one side of town was Jew and Italian, a lot of mob. And the other side were Polish, German, people who had settled there. There was a KKK, and we had swastikas. Swastikas. They're not stickers. Judy. I just say like swastikas. Stickers. Uh-huh. Hey, swastikas. have you seen the new swastikas? Swastikas. Uh, <laughs> so there was swastikas. Uh, on our house, I remember once we were in on synagogue. Yeah, when we first moved in 68, yeah. They knocked our fence down. One time we were in synagogue, and they were shooting. Uh, we thought it was a gun, but it was it was pellets it, uh, at the... You know, the uh, whatchamacallit window, the stained glass window. I mean, and there were no black people there. And I I remember saying to my mother who grew up in Manhattan and my father who grew up in Perth Amboy and worked in Trenton, you know, they picked that place because it was in between. It was the halfway Mm -hmm. point because my mother wanted to go to New York all the time. Mm -hmm. And my father wanted to help his sisters who didn't. I got left nothing because of a joke. Four million dollars. I got zero because my aunt changed her will after after she heard a joke. That's hilarious. Yeah. The That's four a, million dollar joke that wasn't even fucking funny. It was what? the swearing. I'm assuming no, you mean wasn't. a joke you told. A joke you told. A joke because my father had died. My father did everything for them. And my father died and we were at Shiva and she always hated us, Aunt Sylvia. She loved boys and she loved my cousin Audrey. And that was it. And she hated my mother. She was mean to my mother because my father was the third of four girls and he took care of them and he was a, a a lawyer and an accountant. He was just a gentleman. Like, you, they don't make him like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so she is married to Dave, who smokes a cigar, and I think he's involved with, uh, and he's in the liquor business, okay? He's a bootlegger. Yeah, he's a little, but. They got prohibition still so, isn't happening. Yeah, so he was, this is in the 80s, right? So, oh, when so there my, was prohibition. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 1990, my father dies. And, you know, we always used to have to go to aunt. Mm-hmm. Sylvia's Aunt Estelle, her sister was so nice, but Aunt Sylvia, and she was favored by the parent. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so she she said Shiva, and she says uh, her her husband had died, and um, she says, uh, "Oh, what do you think of this necklace?" And I said, "Oh, it's nice." She said, "Dave's old belt buckle," mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh," and then I write this stupid joke. I had just started, st- <laughs> and I mm-hmm. said, 
And then she says to me, well, what do you think of these little round ball earrings? And I was like, I don't even want to know. Okay. (laughs) That was the joke on evening at the improv. Uh P.S. After my thought, she calls my mother. What if they know? She's living in Deal, New Jersey. Uh, What if someone bumps into me and they know? And Uh, find out three weeks she dies uh, two years later three weeks after that she had changed her will that my father had written for her well it sounds like she was looking for any excuse if it's that easy four million I think she would have no matter what you would have done there would probably be a reason do you know what I mean like if that that was the tipping point there were seven of us that were next of kin, mm-hmm. and the four boys got it. <laughs> She's all like, right. "Let me well, ask you enough questions." Well, that probably was the plan all along. Right. If, if it can be that e- simply done, right? Then, then clearly, we were named next of kin, and then nothing, right? Okay. Which was probably the plan all along right. for her. She's terrific. So don't thanks, they- Aunt Sylvia. Anyway, wow. so your father is an Exxon executive. He was. He's and, retired. Yes, and your mother unfortunately passed away. And do you believe it was from the environment no. that she was working in? No, no. I think it's just one of those things. She she was a secretary most of my life, and then she just happened to get a secretarial job at Conoco when she. Mm-hmm. But she, it was just a secretary in an office, you know. Uh, right. There was no exposure to. Anything. Now, she died young of cancer. She was a lean person, a healthy person. My father, who is hardcore, is going to be 80. Uh, it's one of those things. It's There's, genetics. Uh, I it's, feel like you cannot. But her parents lived very old. Uh, oh. Uh, I don't know what it was. And that's why I actually don't uh, uh, ruminate about such stuff. I don't get physicals or, or, or go the extra mile because no, no, I don't I... look for trouble. I feel like uh, it's either going to get you or it's not. Right. You know? um, it is on you, and she didn't know she was ill. Uh, she felt fine, and then the reason that she even went to get a feel, she actually had a similar idea, like I do, and my dad is sort of like that. He's very physically fit guy, right, right, right. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't monitor. Uh, he used to smoke heavily. He still mm. drinks heavily. He was after his second or third stroke. He was supposed to quit drinking. To his mind, he has it's just beer and wine. I'm not joking, about <laughs> right? That. And on the weekends, martinis. Right. That is that is not a joke. But he denies uh, he denies the hangover. He denies, you know, mind over matter. He's very stoic. And now what if it's anything? And I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. When people say it's about stress or emotion. I don't know about that. Because I do think that cancer is going to get you or it's not going to get you. My mom did uh, have a number of emotional stressful things yes. weigh on her. Uh, she was, uh, you know, got my parents were teenagers when they had. But then again, that was 1958. But uh, she grew up poor in the Bronx. Uh, her 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 mother was very hard on her. Then lived with us. It was very hard. Right, right, My right. My mom was terribly shy, and always anxious. You know, easily embarrassed, mm-hmm. and would never speak up for herself. If that has anything to do with it, but I don't know. Well, you know, my because my, my sister's the same way, and she is healthy and right. older than my mom. You was. know, my my fifties. Um, well, Okay. Well, it, well, she. My mom was very young when she died. What I'm saying is, she was a teenager in the fifties, right? Exactly. Which so, was not unusual for people to get married in nineteen as teenagers and have the baby. And so stuff. it still happens right. today. And with my though. my yeah. uh, so my mother and her, her, it's a very sad story about her brother was killed by a doorman. He was playing ball out in front of a building on West 89th, and the doorman set, came out and said, "You can't play here." And um, he had his jacket on a car. Uh, and the doorman grabbed his jacket and went in the lobby. So her brother uh, followed him to get the jacket, and he was, like, playing keep away uh, with the super's granddaughter or something. And he reached 
for the jacket, and the doorman pushed him, and he fell back and hit his head on the marble floor. I died. thought that only happened on TV. Uh, when people, honest to God, like I, I didn't know in life people fell back. You always yes, see it on TV. Like no. it's the easiest thing in the world. And, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. But, but yeah, there I'm were, six feet under. I did. Or um, I did a lot of research because it was in the New York Times and, and mm-hmm. very prominent, blah, 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 blah. But her father soon after that died. I mean, her, you know. Oh, that's totally understandable. I, right. I understand that. Especially, But the thing is, the it's loss stress. of a child is the worst uh, the thing worst. That, that anyone can experience. That, right. There I can't even, no and now that, that I'm a parent, mm-hmm. I cannot, I think about my grandmother, my son, when my older son, Henry, was was 15, I thought, oh my God, and now Ben's going to be 15, and I think of that age, and I just, I can't, but that's well, why that's there's why so I many. I had children, because uh, it's, because I'm very risk averse, I mean right. that sincerely, I'm not being mm-hmm. glib. It is the most precious commodity you will ever, ever have. The most in love you will ever be with anything. Right. There's no coming back right. from it. Especially if you have other children, one must show up I every day. I don't think day. my mother ever got over it. Well, I mean, I'm how, sure she how didn't. How can never. you? And that's, that's, and that's why. That's different, we... though. I think that is the ultimate shock to the system. Right. My mom has not ex- had not experienced that. Um, I'm just, say- I'm just saying that, as like the stress. That. And like as you said in the beginning, uh, we were talking and, and you said, well... Uh, so if anything good happens, something bad is, is yeah, going to ruin it. Yeah, some people think that, yeah. And that is my mother. And that was because, of, I mean, she was getting ready to go to college, didn't end up going away to right. college, went to college in New York. But, you know, it, it's it's just amazing how that happens in that generation. And then oh, yes, all the door of the door are, are from generation down. to generation. That's the nature of families. It's not just DNA handed down. It's emotion. It's a right. legacy of, of anything that has gone right or wrong for right. that family. Oh, yeah. It's now... It's fascinating. They just uh, figured out. I mean, they just proved that DNA has memory. Right, you have right. DNA so do your muscles. Down. Muscle your muscles me- have memory because when I was running the marathon, and then if I would get injured and couldn't run, you know, they said, "Okay, your muscle has memory. So if you need to run t- twenty miles, then you can do ten in the morning and ten in the evening, as long as it's within a twenty-four hour period. Your muscles will remember." Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. All right. Anyway, and I play piano, and I. It's like sometimes I'm just starting playing a song I hadn't played in, like riding you know. a bike. Right. Hence the saying. Guy Fieri said that. It's like um, riding a bike. And uh, he's brilliant. <laughs> he coined so, that. He is. He coined that phrase. Um. <laughs> so all right. So your father's very conservative. Yes. Carmine. Yes. And um, you're absolutely not. Right. And but you grew up in a conservative yes. home. Yes. And as I was too, I believed. Uh, and my mom actually wasn't, but she didn't assert herself. Right. Um, and I grew up in a very conservative religious household, and I was uh, definitely my father's daughter. I mean, I fe- there would be times when I felt, this doesn't seem right, but, you know, I believe he's the smartest guy. He is a very smart. I love him. So he's Scalia-ish. Uh, he, no, he's a nice man. No, All right. Scalia's oh, not a nice man. Right, but my, brilliant like that. My father's a very bright guy. Right. Who has re- irrational, you know what I mean? Like, he... He's and, brainwashed, and it comes from, too. And what the weird thing is, is, and this is me speculating here, he grew up poor in the Bronx, first generation. First, he was the first to get past the eighth grade. Now, mm-hmm. again, that that's not unusual for those times. Uh, he was born on his kitchen table like everybody else in his apartment building. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, he, I think his dad, who he had a difficult, close but difficult relationship with, was a real kind of... Uh, thir- 19, thir- like union and all this right, right, right. And I think my father, first of all, being named Carmine Garofalo and going to Columbia back then, there was a stigma. I guess in his mind, in his, I'm right. just, and again, I'm speculating. Mm. And he didn't want to be like his parents, I right. guess. And I think he thought, I'm going to go 
the opposite direction. Right. And he had, had got his hands on this book, God and Man at Yale by Bill Buckley, William, mm-hmm. William F. Buckley. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. became Terrific his, man. like, mm. Bible. I don't know what it, what, why, but my father's a very kind man. Now, if he's confronted with hardship and confronted with things that are not in the abstract, he's the first to move toward action. His whole life now he's retired is volunteer work and mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. And he... He is a, a, a kind man, he, but he is as close-minded and stubborn and so easily led by these Reagan-type tropes uh, and nonsense like that because it's easier. But, you know— it's, it's just easier. I find that— And it's generational, too. Yeah. yeah. But, look, you look at—you know, my father was from a, a very poor family, and his father ran a saloon and made him work. He had no—so mm-hmm. he, he was—and then he went to World War II, and he put himself through college. But he— um, his work ethic was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He was not by any, I don't think socially, he was at all, uh, you know, conservative. But I noticed, and I noticed that like with Marco Rubio, these people who are the first. Yes. Um, they, they cleave to, they want a seat at the table that doesn't re- respect them. And then some of them pull right. the ladder up after them if they right. do have a helping hand. Right. But also there's tokenism in the Republican Party. Right. If you are, quote unquote, of color and, and happen to be female sometimes. Right. And uh, they use you and put you forth. The Republican Party, that, that was a policy started with, right. under Lee Atwater. Right. To, this kind of tokenism. Because it is a very white, nationalist, racist, misogynistic, homophobic party, for I the just, most I part. It's beyond. And But the, that's why mm-hmm. they find the self-hating black mm-hmm. man, the self-hating black woman, all women who are against reproductive justice, any, anybody, they're as much of a hindrance to their own lives as anyone. Right, mm-hmm. of course. But there's money to be made, there's opportunity, and those those are yeah. political hacks that wouldn't make mm-hmm. it on the other side. Right, right, right. They And they're apolitical, I think, at best, a lot of them. Oh, absolutely. They're just opportunists. But the mm-hmm. ones who are virulent... Vir- virulently, I think. It is virulently. But it's like, I get in these... Like right before, I get but my that's period. a hard word to say. I know, but right before I get my period, I, I can't. Pronounce you become tongue tied. Yes, that's true. You've mentioned you that have, before. Yes, before Very the blood lately, flows. Before the blood um, flows, the words don't. So, Ooh, nice and one. I'm on a lot of antidepressants, so that could uh, of course. Do it. And there's that, right? Um, but <laughs> you know, those people who are, who are so anti LGBT. I mean, mm-hmm. this Alabama governor, this yeah. the Mississippi. Thou doth protest too, too much. much. Oh, wherever there's wraps, there's smoothies. Amen. Right. Wherever I, there's smoke, there's fire. Well, whoever protests the most right. is either getting paid to do so or right. is of it. Like Rick Perry, who's a, a, a whatchamacallit, cross-dresser. Now, well, like um, me, That too. actually doesn't surprise me at all. And yeah. also, that's not a criticism. You know, for anybody to be a cross-dresser gay, right. that's, that's not a problem. I'm not Let's, saying To be bad. an attack person, right. that's the if problem. You're do- if you're that... Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Right, and if you're she that... She just doesn't want to pay taxes. Right. That's why Caitlyn... Is an apolitical I, conservative, just sheerly for monetary I reasons. Know. You now, selfish bitch. Okay, we're All moving right. on. <laughs> that transcends. I have to. Transgender. I need to discuss no, no something with Janine that I've always wanted to discuss. Uh oh. Okay. I've been in love with you. Uh, please stop. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, you guys, come on, it's time to heal. Okay, so now's the time. I'm ready. Here's the deal. Yeah. Um. Do you remember your HBO special in 1995? Um, the are you talking about the half hour? Yes. The, or the Young Comedians. The half hour HBO. Com- half hour. I really don't remember that much about it. I remember 
I remember what I wore because so many people disliked that, mm. uh, my casual, that I just would wear the same thing I'd wear right. any day. I also recall that um, whenever I've seen little bits and pieces, it makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, because of I was insecure and nervous, I covered with too much um, kuga, uh, I, which I hate. Okay. It's not... It's not authentic, and I it bothers me. Okay, when so that comes do out. you remember who you recorded that with? Because there were two comics a night that they would record. Oh shoot! I would be so drunk by the time I went on. I really can't remember it. I mean, and that's I'm not proud of that, but I enjoyed a cocktail a great deal until 2000. We'll give you two. We're going to give you. Two I'm going to say Judy Gold. Yes, I'm Judy so Gold. sorry, and oh. please don't but, take that the wrong way. Oh, it's fine, oh. but. I, your cool thing was like, so stay away from me. It's a, it's a, so unfair. It makes I, me feel so sick to my it, stomach. It's okay. It's okay. So but sorry. I remember, this is the one thing I remember. It's so, I'm nerdy and I'm so grateful for every, you know, I was very bullied. And so, and I, my, my whole goal was like, when I started doing stand up, they're like, what do you want? I'm like, I want an HBO special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I started in college, but I went out every night. You know, that's all I did. And I was so kind of like, oh, Janine and and the, um, you know, the uncabaret. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be cool like you guys. And there's nothing cool about me. But also but, I started no, in 85. So right. it wasn't like it was out of the blue. It's just that I got oh, a lot no, of no, opportunities no. in the 90s that maybe I didn't deserve. Yeah, but no, no, no. But I, I remember. That's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say that right wait. now. This is the profanity. Yeah. You're okay. a goddamn legend. Amazing. Oh, can you I'm just stop? saying. Oh, my right. God, you guys, you're tearing us apart. Okay. <laughs> so I, the whole uncabaret thing in L.A., like I was like best friends with Judy Toll. And I used oh. to, oh, my God, I have to tell Judy Toll, her mother, lo- I just went to visit her I mother. I know you sent me the picture. And your picture was in. I go, why is Janine in the guy? I love Janine. I love That's, her. That blows my mind. Yeah. And that headshot was taken by Pam Springsteen, little sister no of way. Springsteen. No mm. way. And actually, my eyebrows looked great, Nick, because they were fake. All right. Painted do you want to know what I remember? That's all I remember about that picture. My eyebrows looked the way I wish they looked. The one thing well, I, I remember look, about nice. that HBO special, there were two things. You had notes, and I was like, yeah. I was, and I was like, okay, that's fine. But if I had notes, they'd be like, why do you have notes? Lots of people have notes. Richard right. Lewis used to have notes on I know, too. but they were so on top of me. All right. The other thing is, they gave us this swag bag, and they gave us uh, a... Um, a watch and it was um Swiss Army watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it said your it had your initials so mine said JHG thanks from HBO oh, wow. on the back and i remembered you gave your swag away mm-hmm. i always do that cuz it makes me feel guilty uh, i i and i was like and i, I don't can't do that she didn't teach the didn't take the watch i was like <laughs> well a lot of times it just makes so me cool. feel like i i don't don't give me free stuff that right. that i feel it's too much right. and and uh, so and also uh, I thought that was cool of you. Oh, thank you. There, there. But to to you, to but what I'm a you nerd. said, yeah. in the, it, that doesn't make you. It's nothing about being nerd. I uh, still have uh, the watch. No, she's she's but a nerd. No, I would. Had I known a watch was there, right. I might have checked the bag before giving right. it away. I, I I like a nice watch. Right. But having said that, I feel I always feel guilty about the success I had in the nineties. Uh, I'm I'm quite sorry. It's all gone. You know. What I mean, now I feel I I feel I got opportunities that perhaps I. I didn't uh, deserve in the 90s because once you get in the rotation, people just, it's easier for them. Like, oh, let's get her. Let's get her. Let's get her. And then 
Now it's let's never get her. And uh, so I feel like I got some opportunities perhaps I didn't deserve then. And now I feel I don't have the access to just try for certain opportunities that either I do or don't deserve. But the, the access has been, it gets taken away from you. It gets given to you. And then if you're not very lucky and work very diligently, right, right, right. it gets taken away. So do you feel like that that during the 90s when i mean you really were the face of gen x i mean well and when i wasn't gen x actually i was i'm tail end baby boomer i right. just happened in reality bites right play. i was 29 playing a 21 year old right but the the thing is what the, the double-edged sword of that if that is true uh i did get a lot of work in the 90s and i was doing stand-up in the 90s and unfortunately people think they know who you are and i unfortunately didn't recognize typecasting as it was happening right, and right, unfolding. Right. i was just taking jobs mm. uh, from the very beginning uh, one of my first jobs, the Larry Sanders show, the great Amazing. Gary Shand- late great Gary Shandling, who's one of the best bosses to have ever. I was asked to play a type of character that is based on a real person, right? Who used to work at Letterman, mm-hmm. who was, let's say, surly, right? Then from there, I was asked to do it again and again, right. and I didn't mm. recognize that if you keep doing that, um, and if you're not a a person who is considered, like I said, classically attractive, you are going to. Right. And then you are so associated with that, and people think they know who you are, mm-hmm. then you're done. And right. that, now there are things where my agent tries like hell to say, give her a chance to audition for it. No, we know what she does. We know oh. what she does. Oh, and it's, oh they, I get it. They think it's that one thing. <sighs> and so it, it's a drag. Now, I'm quite thankful I had the luck that I had, because it's 90% luck, as you know, in show yes. business. You're standing in the right place at the right time? Yes. There you go. Right. And then, and I'm sad about the luck that ran out, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is what it is. And again, it's an elective profession. But what, my larger point, which I meant to, to say is, I'm very sorry if I seem to be brusque with you. I have no end of, of sorrow over how ill-mannered I may have been, but it it, it, this is not an excuse. I, I'm just saying it's. A, I was a heavy drinker who was scared of everyone and everything. Right, and to me, and felt I, like a jerk who didn't deserve any of it. And see, but I never, you know, it didn't and I come don't out people, that way. Yeah. Unfortunately, from what I hear in feedback from right. people that I re meet years later or read their books. Oh, mm. and but right, I, I just th- finished. I always thought you were great. Oh, like that thank was the you. thing. I, and and because of Judy and you know, I was like, I love her. I love her, and I admired you. And, um, but I really, uh, for me, it was like, oh, they're the cool If I group. didn't, ma- no, no, no. And also, little, uh, you know, Uncabaret and stuff, that's not mine. That's Beth Lapidus, that Beth Lapidus started that. I know. I was very happy to be invited. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes get, people give me credit for that. That's not mine. That is Beth No, Lapidus. no, no. That was Beth. And but, Judy, they just came out. And, did you know they came out with an album of Judy's? No, I yes, didn't know that. Yes, it's so great. I listened to it all I the time. remember... So, so vividly, one of my fi- and she wasn't it wasn't a joke. It was just Judy being Judy about how she had just gotten a car accident to see if the yogurt, a frozen yogurt place, was still open, and she was on her way <laughs> to Uncabaret, and she really did get in a fender bender because she was checking on right. La Cienega right. to see if this frozen yogurt uh, place yeah. that she loved because she was on a diet right was still open. Oh, she was always on a and, diet. And uh, yeah. then she didn't wait around for anything you're supposed to do with a fender right. bender. And kept driving to Uncabaret to tell us, and she had a giant monster muffin that she felt she deserved, that right. she did stop to get <laughs> a blueberry muffin. And but she was just being so herself her. and just talking. And that the charm and she uh, and Judy, just Judy the brutal honesty, so great. I so, lived with so her, great. and one day she's like, oh, "That's it, I want to end my life." And she's on the kitchen floor with a butter knife, and I walk, <laughs> I go, I go. 
I go, Judy, first of all, you're not killing yourself. And that's, you can't use a butter knife. I guess you could, but it's, it it would uh, be difficult. So then it was like I had to call Joanne and, you know, and then we all had to, you know. What was she all, uh, I think she was upset about, um, she was never going to get married. Then. Who gives I know. And then she went on. Marriage doesn't look that great to me. I can tell you something. The divorce rate is insane. Mm. But then I made her go on J-Date and she met Rick and they got married. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but I don't understand that. A lot of people, and this transcends Mm -hmm. gender really still feel that they are lesser than if they don't or have something a par- yeah. if they don't have a partner or a child and mm-hmm. i don't and you know you can you can be fulfilled you can foster you can mentor you can, if this is your thing you know you if can you're teach. serious you can there's teach. so much you, you can, can do. volunteer you can but it's about sex. it's not a, really about that it's right. about peer pressure and having and they 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 don't want to adopt. Uh, not everybody, but they'll be like, "It's got to be made of them." Right? right. You know it's I mean? so, so narcissistic. It is. It's narcissistic. Because I it's have so animal. I, I, I understand why, but you can also be quite. You'll be so in love with an adopted child. You'll there won't be one moment of hesitation. You will love that child. Well, Henry's adopted as much yeah. as you would one that came out of your loins. Right. So I have one of each, mm-hmm. uh, and you do love the other one a little more, right? <laughs> Which one, That's which one what Joy like? Behar says. No, I'm kidding. Goes, I'm totally this kidding. is what she said to me. Come on, Judy. You know, you know, you love Fenmore. <laughs> if they would, this is what she says to me. I swear to God, if they were drowning, if they were drowning, who would you save? Mm-mm. Whoever weighs less. And I said, well, Henry can swim. <laughs> so, oh, um, no, but it's in our. Joy you know, Behar, everybody. Babies, like if somebody were to, there's something that kicks in if, you, unless you're a sociopath, about. Lit, the elderly animals oh, yes. and and children and babies that right. you just fall you know if At you least can help one of and those you, things. you soften a great deal but but children in danger almost anyone would go to the mat for a stranger's child you right. know what i mean like in the moment yes. it's just in there so people fall in love with children and oh, yeah. unless you're a republican i want to spank um, other people's children i mean they fall in love with their own kids i assume right. But it's other people's children. Well, they, they don't. Are not, and they actually, also, they don't. The climate change deniers seem to right, not care about, about their children, children or grandchildren either. Um, so one of my other things, the, one of the other things I love about you was when you quit SNL. Which actually, the story, people will never believe that. People always say that I'm lying about no, that. I, and no, I'm not I remember saying that. that with pride. I left. I mutual, mutual agreement. I left right. early, as did Ben Stiller and right. Catherine O'Hara and others. Others have done it. It's it's not the norm. Um, but you were but really I, the first one to say... No, Catherine Hare left after a day. Ben left after five weeks before. I, he well, was there before right. me. But you were vocal about... I wasn't vocal. People made me vocal about it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to discuss it as much as I was forced to. I think in the community, mm-hmm. we all knew that you just were like, I'm not oh, with putting friends, up... Yes, with friends, I with would. this misogynistic, and I... And actually, it's not even misogyny. It was just, you know what, let me, let me amend that. And if I... There was misogyny there, like there isn't any system, but that wasn't right, right, even right, right, the right. problem. I don't... I can tolerate almost anything if writing is great. Right. Honestly, I can put up with... I'm not a difficult person. If you're a hack, I guess, yes, I'm difficult. Right, 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 right. I suppose <laughs> that, that I'm difficult. Only because you're a woman. Um, but yes, it is received differently. Ben didn't receive the grief that you, right. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, now also some of it was my fault I was a person who loved to go out at night and drink and I was in New York and I was a young person in right, New York right, who right. had all the freedom in the world right and believe me I took advantage of that and uh, so, so that that was in play right but having said that when I realized that the type of humor that was the the, the humor the of that era right. that era yes. 
because it it's so it's been on so long. It, it, there's ebbs and flows, right, and of it course. changes. Right. Yes, and there certainly was some funny stuff that happened then. But for in that year, that season, just that one, in my opinion, it wasn't a good fit. Now, I perhaps if I'd been there a different year, different time, different head writer, what have you, it may have worked. But it just didn't work out then, and there was far too many cast members. You don't need 16, 17 people. Right. Um, you know, they started with eight in the old days. I think that that's, that's all nice you need. That's and number. and it, it it it's just but better you, for everybody. In the old days, yeah. the skits were long it well, was they a were, they were longer yes they were longer and they were mm-hmm. more memorized but it was also right. and they were also you know skits not people reading cue cards exactly. well there's they a reason improv. for that you are mm-hmm. you are urged to read the cue card right uh, which much to my chagrin and also changes take place in in the last second and it's a real drag right but there was certainly problems that anyone who was there back in the old days could tell you, I'm sure, was there. Of Absolutely. And so every everybody has the same ups and downs at the same okay. time. But at this, there is also, having said that, I just want to say, there's been some very talented people always, and still to this day, some really, really funny writers and performers on that show. So I don't want to downplay. Oh, oh no. Um, and the late Jan Hooks. Oh. We should give a shout yeah. out to how, she goes very unheralded. Yeah. How great she was. She really Jan was. Hooks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. You look like you Jan want to Hooks. The Jan Hooks, fantastic performer. I'm going to end that Jan Hooks right there because that's about all she. Isn't she the right wing? No, she's from SNL. Jan no. Hooks. No, yeah. that's the Victoria Jackson. Oh my god, Jan Hooks is dead. Jan Hooks was the fucking best. Yeah, Oh my God! I was thinking of Victoria. Ja- no. Oh, I love Jan Hooks. With I remember Don- when she yes. died. She not, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. I know. Yes, no. Victoria Jackson great. is like a lot of people who are right wingers. I think where it comes oh, from Jan is uh, disappointment, and uh, she things didn't go as she had planned with her with her marriage and mm. living in Florida and with her career. Mm. So, like a lot of people, and also she doesn't seem like an intellectual, and and. Uh, that's I'm just saying that's not me being glib. I'm just saying that some of the things she ha- that has come out of her mouth indicates to me that she's not uh, particularly thoughtful about right. these things. Well, thoughtful people so, ask questions. Well, she she just has found a cause, a thing that makes uh, her, it fills her void of whatever's right. going on with her, because frequently uh, politics is about emotion and limbic, especially right. extremist politics, right wing extremism. And what and the right word shift of the Republican Party over the last 40 years, that's about emotion, limbic brain nonsense. Right, that's right, a prefrontal right. lobe in the executive decisions and function of that part of the brain that isn't quite functioning up to par. And it is tends to be about to be technical. bad gut reactions right, of to course. things and exclusion and, and, and uh, not and mindfulness. Dominion and contempt. Yes. Contempt, which is the destroyer of any relationship. And she and Dennis Miller is one of those guys that just used 9 11 right. to get out his unrestrained id. Right. He is a smart guy. Yes. So that's, why, that's I know, why it's more dangerous. That's why I know he knows he's lying about right, some right, of this right, stuff. Right. And that's a real shame when that yeah. happens. Well, or PJ O'Rourke yes. or Mamet. Yes. Uh, some of these people who go to the right and they pretend 9 11 has something to do with it. It doesn't. Right. But it just—it's like mentioning the Holocaust. People right. can't say anything after right. if you if you trot out nine eleven, right, for something. So, your switching gears, your disillusionment uh-huh. with quote unquote showbiz. Do you? I, I'm not disillusioned with showbiz. No, I, I'm all right. That's the wrong word. 
That concludes part one of Kill Me Now with Judy Gold with Janine Garofalo as guest. Stay tuned for part two. In the next episode, Janine gets into the 90s and her disillusionment or not disillusionment with the entertainment industry. Thanks for listening. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Uh...